like he's in the fucking room with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, very true. I do love that one. Well, I guess, yeah, that can kind of lead us into, you know, what we're, what we're trying to hear. Are you ready to start? You ready to, to I'm ready to start. All I'm right. ready to start fucking talking. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gents, welcome back to Articulate. Today, we have Evo Lynn Feint. How you doing, Evo Lynn? Hi. Hi. Should I look at the camera? You Is can that allowed? Give a little wave, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing doing very well, <gasps> and I'm so excited for this podcast episode because <gasps> you. What's interesting is like I always ask people like what they want to talk about or like mm-hmm. what their hobbies are, what they're interested in. And you're like, mm-hmm. I have a program. Yes. <laughs> that I think everybody <laughs> should get into, and I would love to come on and just just really tell people how to live their life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, 100%. 100%. Okay, so this kind of started by um, you and I. We actually just like random. It was almost like the first time we really talked at um, after class. We went mm-hmm. out to the bar and we just had yes. like a really in-depth conversation about emotion. Just like randomly. But it was like in December, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, but that was still like the first time I feel like we really talked. I mean. Yeah, I've talked for like a more extended period of time about like our feelings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just got really deep and heavy, but it was like really good. You know what I mean? It felt I agree. very therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Right. So we always we're planning on doing something like relationship based or like mm-hmm. emotion based. Um, and so, yeah. And then you, you unveiled this plan. Yes. Um, so, so let's, let's do a little rundown. What is the program? Okay. And (laughs) where did it start? I guess. Okay. So the program is something that I've been creating in my mind incubator. Mm -hmm. Um, essentially it is if we lived in a cool, wacky world where everyone did exactly what I told them to do, um, then <laughs> for everybody to yeah, so you're the, the dictator yeah so this is like in like i'm a dictator scenario a benevolent dictator a benevolent dictator right. but um <laughs> some may say dictator right. kevin um <laughs> but yeah so we're like i think that everyone from the ages of like 23 to 27 ish mm-hmm. they can start slash enter this program um and they'll you know they'll have to because it'll be mandatory (laughs) um but basically they have to have one to three years where you're totally alone and you cannot like enter into any kind of romantic entanglement Mm. so you can't go on dates um you can't have like any weird like talking phases with people um, like weird situationships, none of that. Mm-hmm. No, like, no, obviously, like, no straight relationship, not like heterosexual, like, <laughs> no straight up, like, straight relationship. Up. Right, yeah, right, right. like, straight up, none of that. Yeah. So you have to be alone for yeah. this amount of time, for this one to three years in, like, this period of, like, your mid 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, you know, obviously, in my dictator world, everyone would be able to independently live by themselves should they choose to you have to like be able to do that for this amount of time and successfully manage your household (laughs) so it's like yeah so the idea of the program is like to be able to spend like these years in your mid-20s and I say mid-20s like because I think like especially when you when you're like 23 like we talked about this before it's like when you're like 23, 24, I feel like every year, just like the more that your brain develops, mm-hmm. the more it feels like you 
know who you are as a person whereas right. like when you're like 20 21 22 like i don't know it still kind of feels like you're just like god i just need to be fucking alive right now yeah um so yeah that's why i say like mid-20s mm-hmm. and like you're kind of just also you're like figuring out what you want to do with your life and you're also thinking a little bit more about the future mm-hmm. um so i think spending this time alone mm-hmm. like you have like you know, you're forced to spend this time alone (laughs) to figure out what it is that you actually want for your future, Mm -hmm. what you actually want out of relationships with people in terms of romance and honestly kind of just everything. Um, And like how those two things can successfully merge together. Right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of, well, it's like building yourself, you know what I mean? Exactly. Not just like what other people perceive you as or like what, maybe you think society wants you to do with your life, you know, Mm -hmm. or with relationships and like the standard edition of a relationship, you know, it's like really take time to yourself, figure out what you like to do and just really develop that to the point where, because I mean, first of all, I mean, relationships aren't always guaranteed either. You know what I mean? So it's like worst case scenario for some people, you're just going to be alone for the rest of your life. And you should be able to accept that without feeling weird about it. You know what I mean? And like just being like the longest amount of time that you're going to spend with a person, like that person is yourself. So like you have to kind of be able to fucking live with yourself. Yeah. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You have to be able to like fucking live with yourself. Yeah. Or else you're just kind of... I don't know. I obviously I say all of this like yeah, as if I'm said some dumb, yeah. <laughs> super smart person, right, but I'm yeah. actually just a stupid, dumb bitch idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that so, far, but all right. <laughs> but like, I don't know. The development of this program was because I mean, I was single and alone mm. for like. This, this I mean, program is made the, out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> it's a spite program. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, actually though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know because, again, this is like also to caveat. I've like barely dated any people. Mm-hmm. I've had one official relationship, right? Um, but it ended poorly, and I thought about like love and like relationships for a lot after it. Right. Um, but yeah, and then when I moved to Philly, I was here for like. I mean, I've been here for like a year and a half, pretty mm-hmm. much, and I've lived by myself the entire time. Okay. Um, and have just like been figuring that out and so i feel like a lot of that time was also spent like trying to figure out how to be alone Mm -hmm. because i used to think that i always liked being alone because just like my environment like was kind of chaotic Mm -hmm. so it was like being alone was like a refuge but then as like i became an adult Mm -hmm. it's like it's not really used for that way anymore because like the environment that i was in like wasn't the same anymore Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so then it's like actually learning like how to be alone right if any of that made sense yeah no i I definitely feel that because i think there is like a point where so i I lived alone only once in my life and it Mm -hmm. was the worst period of my life but also like the best period of my Mm -hmm. life because like i definitely like living alone is different than like actually living alone is different than like feeling like you're alone. You know right, what I mean? For sure. Um, so I, I definitely get what you mean where it's, it feels like, you know, living with roommates that you're like, okay, I have to like, you know, I can't leave like your room is your sanctuary, but yeah. it's like still to be in your own space and like not have people. 
it's very different. It, like living alone taught me basically it's just your thoughts and the walls. It really is. It's literally just and your thoughts. And it's nothing else. And it's nothing else. <laughs> and if you can't handle that, well, I mean, the thing is like it's hard to handle that because I feel like also as we grow up and like as we're in this period of our life, mm-hmm. it's like you're you are developing to the point where it's like. I don't know. Do you feel this way? Sometimes I'm thinking thoughts and I'm like, I can't believe I have like thoughts in my brain. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. I'm like, this, I can't, this is like the first time I've ever thought a real thought. And like yeah. what we talked about on Thursday too, where it's like, it feels like now what we think, like just as we grow older, it's like actually like forming who we are as people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and like, you can like articulate kind of who you are as a person. Yeah. Which is like, semi-terrifying as yeah. opposed to like when you're a teenager like thoughts come and go but like you're so malleable and like yeah. anything like you can change like a lot easier and everything mm-hmm. but I feel like now being alone with your thoughts is kind of like it almost feels like very like at like a macro level it's like who am I as a person like what am I doing in the universe mm-hmm. and like in the world and like what am I here to do and like what am I going to do with my future and how's are the people around me and the things around me going to play into that and how's everything going to affect me and how am I going to affect <laughs> other people? Yeah, yeah, I think they call this a quarter life crisis maybe. Maybe. No, but I mean, I've talked to a lot of people who are like 26 or like 27, like, oh, you haven't gone through it yet or something like yeah. that where you start like really – it, it sounds like this is the beginning of that. You know yeah. what I mean? The program is the beginning. The program is the, the beginning. The program, on one hand, speeds up the quarter-life crisis, mm. but also forces you to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because right. if you're having a quarter-life crisis and you try and solve your problems by starting to date someone, right. that's you're, not going to solve it. Yeah, you're forming Good a fucking dependency. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're forming a dependency when you should really be focused on yourself and like, like I mean, even one thing that you said was just like, you know, have hobbies. Like, because <laughs> like if you're in a relationship, your hobby is like going out to eat or like chilling with your partner and yeah. watching, you know, TV or whatever. Um, yeah. And you're not really working toward anything with that, especially if you want to be like pessimistic and think that all relationships end. So it's mm-hmm. like. Maybe some people think about it like, oh, we're building a relationship, but I don't know. I think you should be building, like, the relationship with yourself, which is basically what the program is about. I totally agree. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. And so, like, you know, you can be in a relationship. You know what I mean? I'm not going to knock you for being in a You know, fuck everybody who's in a relationship. Yeah, fuck those guys. You ever see a cute couple out in in public and you're just like, dude, just stop. Like, what are you... (laughs) See, if you want to hear something terrible... Yes. So, yes, I would think that all the time Mm -hmm. but now that i've entered into a nebulous undefined romance yeah um (laughs) you're breaking your program it's fine no okay listen (laughs) i'm not breaking the program um because i did my time Mm -hmm. so it's like you're alone for a year to three years a year to three years and um you have to apply if you want to get out and evil in is the so there's like so there's (laughs) there's like gonna be like an appeal court Mm -hmm. um and then you appear in front of me. Uh, you come to my home. I sit you down on my couch. You plead your case. Mm-hmm. And I make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, I made a decision about myself. Mm-hmm. You appealed. I appealed to myself. And I was like, you know what? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, even though the fact that I can't, 
you know, we call it a nebulous, undefined romance is all my fault. I don't know how telling that is. Uh, but either way. Right. Um, where was I going with this? Um, so I but said, yeah. do you ever see a couple in public? And oh, be yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's fucking. What? What? It's so embarrassing now. Like, oh, that's really? literally me now. <laughs> and it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, you just... <laughs> makes me want to throw myself in front of a septa bus. Damn. I yeah. know, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty harsh. But, I mean, I think you should be able to congratulate yourself. Also, fuck you, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. That's what... I, I think um, there's a, a comic who has, like... I think it was just on a pot. It's not even a bit, really. But uh, basically, he was talking about... He's like, I miss, like, the days when there weren't phones because... When you were out in public and you like made eye contact with somebody, you're like, oh, look at that fucking piece of shit over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then you would like look at them again and you'd be like, all right, they're not that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. now it's like you have your phone and you like look at people and you're like, fuck, piece of shit. And they go yeah. back, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's all just a distraction. It is. But in that, well, and it keeps you from like having that second thought, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what we're talking about. Like yeah. having, building on thoughts as opposed to just like having a surface level thought and then yeah. like, um, like the first reaction. Yeah, exactly. So like when I see a couple like that, my initial thought is like, fuck you guys for being so keep making me feel I'm alone. Like you, you should be. I think you're alone, too. Like yeah. on the inside. I think everybody's <laughs> alone on the inside. Why are you being it's true. cute right now? Yeah. Um, but yeah. But then my like my follow up thought is like, all right, they're probably happy together or whatever. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Lana, another. I mean, the program was created out of many reasons, mm. but. Some of them were also, I was just seeing people and I was like, I don't know, guys, I think you guys should be in the program instead of dating each other. So there's that too. Yeah. But I think it's just like about people needing to figure themselves out. Sure. Yeah. And and again, it's like hard to, it's easy to say that like from our perspective. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what, you don't know what they're actually like what their relationship is like yeah. it's easy to be like you should be in this relationship yeah. you should be in this program i'm obviously saying this as if i've totally figured my entire life right. out which would be a big fat lie yeah um so there's mm. that yeah no i'm but but it, it's definitely good to have that like you know self-awareness and everything <laughs> right i guess yeah um, i think so too yeah i let me see i have some questions here oh okay oh yeah so you I, so i guess like why did you specifically start forming this program <laughs> Okay, that's a great question. Um, first of all, I just want to say I love how we talk about this program as if it's like a legitimate thing. Oh, we're legitimizing it right uh, now. This is the trademark. And it, yeah, it's like there's like a there's going to be a website. Um, people can go and apply and to you know make me the dictator of the world yeah. so that I can force every mid twenty year old to do this. I think your name is kind of, Evelyn F- Fight Fight. That, like it is kind of a dictator name. Just that's I'm just, just throwing my that Instagram out there. Handle, though. My okay. last name is pronounced Fight. Yeah, you do say the end. I I know, but yeah. it, it could be a dictator name. Well, if it's a dictator name, I think it's a pretty cool one. It would be. That's what I'm saying. It's like that sounds like a benevolent dictator. Yeah, name. I, I think so too. Anyways, Anyways. website. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's it would be incredibly accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, sorry. What was your question again? Why did you start this? Program? Oh, why did I start? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the time when I was single, and I as a caveat, I say this as if. It was many, many moons ago. I've, mm. you know. It was literally like it was literally three months like, ago. No, it was like literally one month ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I I just met this person. Like, whatever. I met him yesterday. Right. It's fine. Yeah, we don't have to like talk about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, 
you know, the thoughts are in my brain. They're fresh. Mm-hmm. All the all the alone single girl thoughts are super fresh in my brain. And right. so, like, when I was going through that, and, mm-hmm. you know, I still kind of feel like I am a little bit. Sure. But, like, I was thinking about love. And I was, like, thinking about, you know, I, you know, I, like, go on dating apps and stuff. But I just, like, kind of fucking hated it. And yes, then just, like, the thought of, like, dating people, I was, like... No, this just sounds terrible. And I feel like sometimes I was being really harsh with myself. Mm. But also, at the same time, I kind of liked that I was. Because Mm. I think ultimately I was just, like, being, like, I don't know. Maybe, like, a little bit realistic with myself. Yeah. Like, even just in terms of, like, scheduling and, like, timing-wise. Because... In the other part of my life, I was, like, doing a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, for me, scheduling-wise, is like, I don't have time to, like, go on dates with people. Right. Um, which is kind of true, because I was, like, on sets a bunch, working in class and, like, rehearsals and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And so that part was also just, like, cultivating my hobbies, right? right. Like, creating the life, ultimately, that I wanted to live, which I'm still doing. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, all about... Is like all okay. How do I want to feel? Where do I want to be? And like, what do I want to be doing mm-hmm. from five years from now? And I think not having to factor in any kind of romantic partner mm-hmm. that, like, whatever had maybe it like uh, hypothetically, if they were like attached to my life at that point in time, helped because it's like when you tie yourself to another person, you have to make your thoughts and your choices mm-hmm. about your life. They're a huge variables with them. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, which, I mean, not like that's a bad thing, but I also had a lot of friends who were, like, I would talk about their relationships, and it kind of felt like they were going through these shifts where it was, like, oh, no, it doesn't seem like our futures are really lining up with Mm, what we want in terms of, like, our own career. Yeah. And that's so hard when you still, like, love that person, too, that, like... Yeah. Because, like you said, you're developing yourself, like, during this period of your life, and then you're looking at your partner and being, like, you are, you're like, you're cool, I love you, but you're, like, in a completely different industry. Yeah. Like, you have a lot of different interests, I would say, that Mm -hmm. you, that, like, keep you where you are. Yeah. Whereas, like, my interests are going to, well, or they move you in the opposite direction. Yeah. Whereas my interests are going to keep me busy doing my thing and taking time to do all my shit. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think um, we were just going to talk about like how there's a sense of being like emotionally mature, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like with relationships, Mm -hmm. um, the one of the things that we initially talked about was like Ted Lasso on that first. uh, Oh, yeah. It was on that first uh, wow, conversation. Wow, actually rewatching Ted Lasso right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the thing that's great about that show, and I think it is a good sign for society in general, which is yeah. weird, but they handle relationships, like, so well. Like, they handle communication and, mm-hmm. like, honesty. But one of the the reference, the reason I brought this up is because you were talking about how, you know, you're in a relationship and you see different outcomes or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but But sometimes you just 
randomly i don't know if it's random but sometimes people just stop loving each other so that's what happens to ted like his wife remember she like comes to visit with their child and they had like the greatest time ever and it was a beautiful night and then they woke up the next morning and she was just crying yeah and And she's like i want to feel the way i felt in the beginning right (gasps) exactly and it's just like it just doesn't like i wish it would work but it just doesn't yeah and that's not and it when you put it like that, instead of like, you know, having blame or like reasons as to why it's not working or mm-hmm. trying to like figure it out, sometimes it just stops. Yeah. You know, I will say, though, that I do not have an answer for <laughs> because that I feel like, man, I don't even know where to begin with that. Yeah. Huh. Well, That's it's not in my not in my pay grade. <laughs> right. But but again, coming back to the point where it's yeah. like sometimes you're in a relationship and it's hard to like have a five-year plan or a Mm ten-year plan when literally anything can happen unless you like fully are committed to somebody which it takes time takes a lot of time um and and like that's not a bad thing like ted and him ted and his wife Mm -hmm. had you know like they had a relationship they had a beautiful relationship they had a kid and you know they did the whole thing together Mm um but like you really do have to feel that we're so being 24 is like we're so like volatile i know you know what i mean our lives are so volatile so it's like it always baffles me how people feel so settled in in a relationship at this age i agree it's like you can change so much and especially like in this decade you can like I think people need to think about their lives on like such a huge expansive scale where it's Mm -hmm. like like being in your 20s is great and i feel like a lot of people place a lot of you know gold star like best decade or whatever Mm. on this time but i'm also like yeah but just like think about how long you're gonna be alive Mm -hmm. and it's like crazy to think that you wouldn't change you know and i think that's really scary yeah and which is like totally fine it is scary but i also think that It can be scary and, like, exciting. For sure. But the thing with that is also, like, you know, if you change, it's, like, the people, you know, like, who have maybe been dating since, like, they were in their early 20s or, like, since they were teenagers or something. It's, like, it's hard to be, like, well, what if you change and you both change and then it's just, like, not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really sad, too. It is really sad. But, like, I don't know. Your life is so long. Yeah. You can do so many things. I wanted to, like, talk about, like, the how important age is, like, mm. in this sense, too. Because I feel like up until – we were talking about this the other day. I was like, when I, when I was 23, I felt like I was 50 years old, like, yeah. and had lived an entire life. Yeah. But now I'm, like, 24, and I feel like I'm at the beginning of something again. Yeah. And I feel a lot more fresh and, like, kind of ready to go. But the, the difference – Those frontal – Loads, the f- man. They finally I'm developed. serious. They're no, it like is. It, it, that's, my yeah. final form. <laughs> yeah, I told you this, but like the last five years, your brain stops developing when you're 26, and the last five years is really when emotional control starts to develop. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is obviously a huge part of who we are as people, but obviously yeah. how we perceive the world and yeah. life as well. So when you're below, when you're 23 or below, and it feels like you've been doing things for so long it's also hard to put in perspective how long life actually is mm-hmm. because you're like right in front of me now like my life is like a fraction of 23 <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean and so um 
then you hit 24. So it's like when you're 23, your life is like, oh, I'm 23 out of 23. Yeah. When you hit 24, you're like 24 out of 75 maybe yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah and start to like look at it a lot more long term and i'm sure that increases as you get older as well too yeah and, um probably gets real scary down the line but i know i love how we're talking about this as if we've like lived 500 years yeah, on this planet. we're literally like fucking 24 years old. i know well we were talking about this too i feel like they should have like a class on like age and how like age affects people yeah people's perceptions because and how also people shouldn't be afraid to age because yeah. i think there's like a huge fear i mean especially with women too mm-hmm. of like aging right and i'm like i mean there's so many things that go into it i can't even begin to unpack all of that but like mm-hmm. i don't think we need to be afraid of it but i think we're always told to be afraid of it and everyone too Yeah, I I think the the scary part is not being able to do what you want to do anymore to me. And like, again, also people, I think another scary part is if you're not comfortable with yourself, you you, no matter how you look at death, you're Mm -hmm. doing it alone. Like you're going to die alone. Yeah. Uh, To quote from Donnie Darko, every every Mm -hmm. living creature on this earth dies alone. He's not wrong. Um, Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's not wrong, but it's really sad. But uh, but like that's, you know, you have to be, I think part of, if you look at it, death is almost a transition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether you think it's transitioning just into blackness or transitioning into some afterlife or transitioning into, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, if you are comfortable with yourself, if you are really have developed yourself to the point where you feel comfortable changing, like you're saying, it can be scary, mm-hmm. but it can also be really exciting. Um, looking at it at like, okay, now I'm going into my 30s. At least I'm comfortable with who I am and I know who I am. Yeah. And now I can like work different angles of that in as a 30-year-old and, and beyond and so, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, death is you know mm-hmm. this is why are we talking okay <laughs> yeah but like death is just like all right i need to go into this myself and i need to be comfortable and it's like scary yeah real scary yeah. Yeah. you ever think about death before <laughs> um i have but i don't like to talk about it i know i asked kusan on the pod last time <laughs> i was like i was like are you afraid of getting old and he, like just i just did it like as a joke i was like yeah. are you afraid to get old and he's just like no, <laughs> and I was like, that's I good. Am. Yeah, no, that's good. But uh, tell Kusan to do the program. Yeah, Kusan, if you're watching, <laughs> I'm coming program. for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's actually one of the things. I said how much age plays a factor in relationships, and mm. it's like, like you were saying, it's like at this point, a lot. <laughs> yeah, factors into it a lot. Yeah, I think so too. And like, even just the whole figuring out what it is that you like like finding out kind of what paths you want to go on and i think that's just thinking about you know taking relationships out of it like career too Mm -hmm. and like just lifestyle too kind of Mm. you know like i think about for me personally i well never really in my life did i do or did i like give an inclination that I wanted to be an actor to mm-hmm. people. Did I know that I wanted to be one? Yes. Mm. But like in college, I didn't do any of that or go out for any of that or like in high school or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that also wasn't that long ago. And like right. I've been acting for like a year and a half now. If you told me two years ago that I would like be doing this, I'd be like, 
no, that's crazy. But now it's like such a big part of my life and it's affecting a lot of choices that I'm making. Like, where am I going to move next? Um, Like, where am I trying to live in like at by the end of this year or whatever yeah um like what is my life going to look like in terms of just everything like uh lifestyle like you know being on set for longer periods of time financially because it's kind of more freelance if you think about it in that way right um highly volatile yeah exactly mm. and that's just and like, that just came within this past year and a half exactly yeah. but it's the thing it's like you know for me it was like i followed like the thing that i wanted to do and like just kept going and going and going but then and then so like that helped me make you know kind of form this idea of like how my future was gonna look mm. without all of that but then like i met someone on set mm. And who's like a new part, yeah. is part of this new change that you're excited about. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like it was very exciting for me because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm already following this path that I feel really good about and I'm just going to like keep going. And like we both understand each other because he's also a filmmaker and like is also in bands. So it's like also like artistically just like, you know, you understand that there's like an independent life that you have mm-hmm. and that you're trying to cultivate, especially as an artist. It's like, cause you don't ever just like want to let your craft sit. Right. right. You just like want to keep making it better mm-hmm. and you know, keep going and like keep auditioning, keep making films, da, 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 right. whatever, all of that jazz. So it's like, it was nice to like actually be like upfront. Like, yes, this is my life because like, this is how you met me. Mm-hmm doing something that was just like me living my life yeah and i think and i feel like you can um set more realistic standards now that you've had this period of you know self-defining yourself my program yeah your program (laughs) self-defining yourself uh yeah the program um and so like going into a new relationship now after you know thinking about all these things realizing having actual thoughts Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) then you can you know kind of set that up at the forefront of the relationship and so again not having expectations is or having an an expectation of just like that things might change you know yeah is really really important going into that and honestly i think a lot of that does just boil down to like communication Mm -hmm. because you know obviously not everyone is like people work nine to fives like yeah i work a fucking nine to five i just do stuff after it too yeah but um yeah, I think it's just, like, being honest and, like, upfront about what it is that you want and, like, what it is you think you could, like, handle. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people get into relationships and, I don't know, it's, like, a whole range, you know? Mm. Like, I think a lot of people get into relationships and they kind of think that it's going to fix all their problems, mm. which it's not. Um, they th- get into them and, like, maybe think the way that they see it in society or whatever is how they should follow it. Where it's like, you get into a relationship, you date for a few years, move in, get married, have kids, and then, like, you go and live your perfect suburban life. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And I just think that, you know, people are different. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you, you know, communicate honestly and are like, hey, I think I need X amount of time by myself so it's not like anything on you but like 
don't talk to me. (laughs) Like, if I don't text you back, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, like, doing other stuff. And a part of that is not feeling feeling guilty about not texting that person back and having that mutual understand uh, understanding like um that's what happens in ted lasso too between keely and roy where she just like they like listen like i love you yeah but i need my alone time and i feel like yeah that's another part of the program (laughs) right like literally like developing some yeah (laughs) it's a great program (laughs) (laughs) i agree (laughs) yeah but like developing a value for mm-hmm. alone time yeah because if you don't have that value then like you're alo- like we said i mean the, the, the whole thing is that you go through the rest of your life alone yeah in your head basically yeah the only person that you have to live with for the rest of your life is yourself and um and so ha- being able to value that mm-hmm. and then honestly being able to communicate that in a relationship yeah how that how that how important that value is to you as well yeah is very very important um so yeah, I mean, this program is fucking killing it, dude. Whoever came up with this program <laughs> is super smart and not at all drunk out of her mind. <laughs> yeah, no. Um no, it's a good program. <laughs> yeah, I think the the um one of the last few things oh, I, I did write down uh RuPaul's quote. If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else, baby? Exactly. Yeah. But the last thing I did want to ask about since we were kind of touched on it a bit was how you think that acting has a, affected your emotions and emotional relationships? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. I feel like I could talk about this forever. I know. This should have been the whole thing, right? <laughs> I know. What the hell? Um, because I guess I'll you know start it out a little okay, bit. But great. because, like I said, when you're, you start developing your, emo- your emotional um, capacities at the last five years of your life. Yeah. And when I was – so that's 26. When I was 21, I was, like, very, very, like, emotionally volatile and just, like, high anxiety, mm-hmm. high stress and just, like, all over the place. And I couldn't control it. And then, you know, I'd go home and, like, cry a lot. And then – but here's the thing. And then I would also – because – how volatile it was. I'm like, listen, if I'm allowing, and that's like a term that I use loosely, like if I'm allowing myself to get this, because it's not like a, a choice, but you you just get this volatile. If I'm allowing myself to get this low mm-hmm. or this stress or, you know, this sad, then I'm going to allow myself to get very high as well. Mm-hmm. And not just high, but like high in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to enjoy my you know, if I'm going out to drink, I'm going to get drunk and, like, have a yeah. good time. Or, you know, if I'm doing something fun, I'm going to do what I can to accentuate that. Mm. So that way, you know, it kind of balances out. It's kind of like a life of extremes. A life of extremes. Ooh. Quite quite very much so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but now that I've been kind of, like, working on sort of the emotional part of acting mm-hmm. a little bit, is like, oh, I can channel these whenever I want. And so if I can channel these emotions when I want, then it might help me when I should be less emotional in situations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like if I had – I feel like it's a necessity to release like some, you know, sadness in you sometimes or um, joy or just high emotions. So if you can – if you can like have it like a faucet and like release it when you want to, mm-hmm. then I feel like it's less likely to just come out of you in a social setting. Yeah, like kind like of that. less likely to control you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I totally agree with that. I think like having, I don't want to say like emotional outlet because then I feel like for me at least, 
it seems like I'm putting all of my weight on having emotions on acting, which isn't true. Right. I mean, um, this applies in like regular yeah. everyday life as well. Yeah, yeah. But, oh God, I feel my face getting so red. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, perfect. It's like 2.30 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's like 6 yeah, p.m. Yeah, 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 on a yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, 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 we're fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. um but yeah i think for me i mean just like being able to i've always been like a very emotional person Mm. since i was young oh really i couldn't tell (laughs) uh yes i know it's crazy right (laughs) um yeah and like it was never seen as a good thing you know and so like a lot of emotions just like lived in me and like you said it was like i couldn't control them but they came out of me in just like you know pretty bad way i punched a couple doors you tell you're telling me yeah yeah and yeah 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 no i yeah i've I've been there before too um yeah and it's like i mean that's also just like you know being a kid is fucking hard true And I totally get that. And I was like, you know, being a little emotional kid is just like also the worst. Mm -hmm. Your environment, when it's not great and you're an emotional little twerp, (laughs) you're just going to suffer. So that's kind of what happened to me. And I feel like a lot of stuff I'm still, you know, as I grow up and I deal with it kind of more like, you know, with like therapy and talking it out and a lot of journaling and just like kind of understanding myself more and like who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I think having acting and like being able to, I don't want to say work through those emotions necessarily like with acting, but I just kind of think like really letting myself And, like, allowing myself to feel the full extent of what I feel. And, like, Mm. what I've always felt Mm -hmm. um, is, like, very, very freeing to me. And I think so much of my acting is, like, or not my acting. Like, a lot of acting for me is, like, especially with, like, the highly emotional stuff Mm -hmm. is, like, very, very cathartic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think it's kind of, like, like, I've done a few projects that have, like, hit pretty close to me and like have still felt like very personal to me Mm -hmm. and it's like I've gotten really like even when we cut and stuff like that like I still feel so like because like got wrenched yeah like I know where I'm pulling the emotions from and stuff and um like it still is like coming from like so deep inside of me and like even when we call cut like i'm still so deep inside of it yeah but at the same time like kind of figuring out how to be like okay that wasn't really real Mm. but you kind of allowed yourself to feel this crazy thing that you've Mm. sort of always felt a little bit but like to be able to control it and then come out of it and be like okay this is your life now. Like, right. like when I was on that, can- um, yeah, like I did when I was on that Kansas set, it was like real intense. Mm. Um, and like, there were some scenes even just like 
because I mean, the subject matter was about like sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there was some, and it's all about like after it happens. Right. So you know, there's like a scene with like my roommate, and uh, there's just like a lot of alone, nonverbal stuff. Um, and then like I try hooking up with someone after, and like in between when they were setting up shots and stuff, I was just like, yeah, I was like, I need to, like, ran out of the house. I was like, and like just laid on the sidewalk it was like 20 <laughs> degrees outside ground yourself a little yeah bit. because i was like i need to remember that this is like not me right disassociate yeah from it a bit yeah but i it was like really really interesting because i was like i mean f- the fact that i'm feeling like yeah. so heavily isn't that crazy is like good yeah because it's then it's like you know our whole thing it's like it's not fake right and i was like i don't feel like it's fake yeah. but then after i like called my sister and, like, we talked about life, mm-hmm. and I was, like, I remember talking to my therapist after, and I was, like, I feel like I kind of got more of a grasp on, like, what's real. Mm-hmm. It was just really weird. And it was, like, kind of one of the first times I'd, like, really understood, like, what was happening. And I was, like, this is not real, but I'm feeling a lot of things. But it's kind of cool that I can control it for this environment. Right. Because it's such an intense feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I can still kind of come out of it and be like, this is kind of what I need from the people around me to make me, Evelyn, not this character, mm-hmm. feel like myself again. Yeah. But then after, like, when I came back, I was like, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel so, like, <laughs> like liberated. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that that was, like, so cool. And I don't know, I think, like, as I've done more and more, like, I mean, you know me. I fucking love my highly emotional, volatile right. shit. Yeah. I'm like, comedy? No. <laughs> Romance? No. I want to fucking scream and cry. <laughs> like, I, yeah, like that stuff for me is just like, so much of it is just like, these are feelings that I've been holding on to for 15 years. How can I, ch- how can I change them a little bit to, you know, fit, fit the whatever the scene or the, project requires Mm -hmm. but still just let it fuck it come out of me (laughs) with a full force intensity yeah and i'm like and i think that's fun because i'm also like obviously still working on myself and stuff but like have become more mature and like more you know emotionally grounded where i can be like after that's done okay here's me this is my life as a person Mm -hmm. you know i'm not in whatever environment and like anymore i can take care of myself i like know what to do to make myself feel taken care of yeah i know who i can talk to i know what i can do and like it'll be kind of just like like it'll be okay yeah um yeah i I think that's so important um there's two things i wanted to to say one was uh, I'll, I'll actually come back to that. It was my experience, like with the acting and like finding that. Mm. But the first thing is just kind of like a reference to. There's a show called Invincible, and uh, basically there's like a super Superman type of character, mm-hmm. um, but he has like a, a human son, or kind of. I guess he's not human, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, so he's been alive for so long, and there's a lot of quotes that I've heard um, in, in song quotes, but also this specifically uh there's a scene where basically he's a super he's superman but he's like evil it's fine um we don't have to like talk about it but (laughs) he has like he has a wife right and then he has this kid who's in a baseball game okay and 
for him, he's been alive for years and years and years. You know, okay. for a while, like yeah. infinity, basically. Okay, really, right, right. but you know, like hundreds and hundreds of years. But the the thing is that a lot of people say that the quote that I'm referring to is that as you get older, a lot of times your emotions become less. Um, they just become less. You know what I mean? Um, and you start to. Um, Rivers Cuomo has this quote. He's like, as I got older, my it's like a, a tea bag that's losing its flavor. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and it's just be, kind of becoming stale. And in that scene, you know, she's explaining to the superhero. He's like at this baseball game. He's like, this is stupid as fuck. Why am mm-hmm. I here? I hate this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look at our son right there. A lot of reasons why people have kids and why having a kid is so enjoyable is because we lose sight of what that felt like and mm. what that really like how that moved us. Yeah. And when we see these kids experience it for the first time, it stirs that in our brains and reminds us again yeah. how that feels. And you know, and at that moment as she was describing it, he started watching his son and his son like hit a home run and was running and he was like go 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 and he started getting into mm-hmm. it a little bit. Um, and, and that being said, um, it's, it's easier for me now to relate to this, but basically like I, I don't want to take any of those for granted ever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take emotions for granted. Yeah. Now it's easy to say that now that I'm kind of uh, associ- disassociated from it a little yeah. bit. Cause when you're in it, you're like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate everything. Yeah. Because it's just so like so much. Yeah. And so now to be able to at least think about the gratitude portion of it mm-hmm. and then also being able to channel those emotions is is so, like, awesome to me. It's so cool. Like, yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree. It's like when it becomes not so overwhelming, then – and it's almost like when you can take a step back mm. and really be like – Wow. Wow. That's life. Yeah. No, and I think that's also just part of, like, getting older and, like, growing and changing. It's like you take a step back and you're like, that's crazy Mm -hmm. that I did that and that I was like that. Um, But then those, you know, the experience and the thoughts and the feelings are still always going to kind of just live inside of you, like, forever. Yeah. And I, yeah, just like, it's like crazy. Yeah. Like, we're fucking alive. And I just think that's, like amazing yeah yeah definitely so my <laughs> experience like when i was doing like the first three months of like the activities or whatever oh you know yeah what I mean? it was just like all right i feel like i'm playing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i'm kind of playing but then there was this one scene where i had a really good backstory and mm-hmm. somebody came to my door and i was just so like emotionally involved in it and doing the whole thing that like i literally felt this anger and like pent up aggression mm. like kind of like well up inside of me and I was so just like yeah actually and and the story I created was so personal to me I didn't even realize how close it was to what I was actually feeling until it started like welling up and I almost punched (laughs) Andrew Lodge in the face (laughs) um I wouldn't have done it but yeah it was was bad but but then after Tony yelled like cut then it was like well like that was the first time I actually felt that switch yeah and I was like wow like that was real like and I made that happen just in this one instance like Mm -hmm. that and it was like it was beautiful it was scary because like you said it's hard to disassociate like it stayed with me like I I, I have to sit down in in like in a theater with these other people right now in this state you know what I mean 
Oh God, it was a lot. Um, and, and in the same sense, there was a good one too. Like I did my first emotional prep and it was like a, a positive one. I mm-hmm. came home and I was like overjoyed and I was also kind of relating to it because it was like, I was finally moving on from doors and activities, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I was just, <laughs> I came home and I was like so pumped and you know, somebody famous got my script and I was talking to him mm. and I just felt it so much. And then Tony was like, yeah, this is good. I'm like, don't stop it yet. Like I want to, I want to keep living yeah, in this. I know he know? really just likes to. He puts those on for like two minutes and he's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We're done here. And you're like, <laughs> but I just got to the acting. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it's not acting. It's just living. Right. It's just living in reality. It's just vibing. Yeah. It's just pure, <laughs> it's just pure vibes, actually. Acting is the reality of vibing yeah. under imaginary <laughs> circumstances. Um, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. I totally agree. 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so much fun. It's really fun. It is fun. And like you said, I think it, well, like we, I think is like a vibe right now. Is that just like having it gratitude is. for it? Yeah, is so important. And yeah. So, yeah, I think that might be a good place to to shut her down before we start sobbing in front of each other. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate you coming out here. This was a good conversation. Of it was a course. good topic. I was excited about it. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, Anyone who's interested in my program. You know where to find me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At Evelyn Fight on Instagram. E-V-A-L-I-N-F-I-G-H-T on Instagram. Also, follow me on Instagram. Also, I set up uh, uh, an email if you want to send in any feedback or hate mail. I don't care. Uh, it's <gasps> articulate. If anyone sends hate mail to Steve, <laughs> I'm going to find you <laughs> and I'm going to sob violently in front of you <laughs> until you're so uncomfortable that you feel bad. Apologize. <laughs> That is the most interesting threat that I think I've ever heard in my entire because life. Because people get uncomfortable by violence sobbing oh. girls in front of them. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I'll just come up to you screaming and crying, being like, I'm on my period. Don't send my friend hate mail. That's great. No, so yeah, send me. Don't send me hate mail. Well, we'll see how it goes. Or do it if you want to live through that experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess if you want that. <laughs> um, articulate with Steve McJ at gmail.com. Um, Evelyn has some movies coming out. Do you want to do any of these plugging, <laughs> plugging things? Sure. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Um, I'm have an upcoming series called Dope Girls uh, premiering tonight. Tonight. Um, and possibly on some kind of streaming service in the future. I don't know, but mm. it's called Dope Girls. Dope Girls Evelyn Fight. Is that what your name on? Um, Yes, that is that is the IMDb credit. Right, the IMDb. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and that's all I can talk about right now. Oh, but there's more. (laughs) There's more. Oh, get excited. That's all I can say. Okay. (laughs) No, that's exciting. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah. Thanks again for coming out, and uh, appreciate it. I'll give you a little (gasps) microphone, and we're good. All right.